You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On College Football, the weekly podcast that highlights the biggest stories in the college football world. Each day, you'll have a new host sharing all the latest and hottest news scores, updates for you, and giving their hottest takes. Each Monday, you'll have me, Candace Cooper, host of Locked On Tar Heels, leading this talented team. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On College Football from anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We are going to give a rundown of the top 25. I'm going to let you know of some scores, some upsets, all of that good stuff. Then I'll have Locked On Cougars host Jake Hatch joining me on the show. Finally, I'll have Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse. I know you're like Syracuse football absolutely but it's a spin on it and it's of course another insider giving you the hottest scoop on whether or not coach Gino Babers is going to stick around let's talk about that today on Locked on College Football so hope you guys had a great weekend if your team won hallelujah if your team didn't win you know there's always another weekend right we are coming down the home stretch for college football for some conferences others are just getting started just getting warmed up for the power five you know all that good stuff you know each week we have some players and teams that are unable to perform and cancellations postponements seem to be every other day but we keep the ball rolling here on Lockdown College Football whether or not there's a game you always have an insider that's willing to talk to you about that team the inside scoop so you have to listen to your local shows Thursday night we kicked off with Tulsa in our top 25 action we saw an upset from NC State over Liberty. Ohio State, Indiana happened to be my favorite game of the weekend. Indiana was right there. Coach Tom Allen is might be my favorite. I don't know. I would run through a brick ball, brick wall for that guy. He 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 might have lost and his team might have lost, but damn it, if they didn't prove that they are the new wave for the Big Ten football, I'm trying to tell you. Florida took one home. Coastal Carolina survived BYU, Cincinnati, Northwestern, Oregon, Alabama, Iowa State. Auburn, Georgia, Oklahoma, USC, all took wins over the weekend. We also saw some postponements from our top 25. Clemson was supposed to play Florida State, but at 9 a.m., there was a positive test. It was all, all the biggest, you know, insiders were trying to figure out what the heck was going on. And, you know, at the end of the day, again, a local source is always good. Locked on Clemson, locked on Tigers. You got to hear that good stuff and figure out just what the heck is going on. Charlotte and Marshall had to postpone to Central Arkansas and Louisiana had to cancel their game. So a lot of moving parts here in college football. But, you know, at the end of the day, again, you have local insiders willing to talk to you about what's going on. They've got the inside scoop. So you have to tune in every single day just to figure out what's going on. So let's get right into this. Jake Hatch, he is one of my favorites to join the show per usual. He always got some good things to say about Locked On Cougars. I had to ask him about BYU and the hottest quarterback on the market right now is Zach Wilson. Will he stay? Will he go? Jake's got that insight. More importantly, we talk about independent schools and the fact that Notre Dame, you know, took their talents to the ACC. How come BYU didn't join a conference and will they in the future? Jake discusses all of that with me today here on Locked On College Football. 
So we have back here on Locked On College Football, Locked On Cougars host Jake Hatch here to talk to me about his Cougars and the winning streak that they are on. Jake, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you had a great week. Thanks for having me back on. It's great to be back with you. Absolutely. Now, there's been a lot of talk about BYU quarterbacks recently. So first, let me ask you, do you think Taysom Hill should be starting over James Linson? We're in progress right now as we're recording, but I'm curious to see your reaction. I actually think seeing him out there finally getting, I guess, what you call the lion's share of the reps, we're going to learn a lot, I think. In this game, so far, it's been some bad, some good with Taysom. Like you said, we're doing this right during the game, but... I think that we're going to learn a lot about Taysom over the next couple of weeks, and that'll tell us a lot of, okay, does he actually need to be the starter or is he more of a gadget player in the NFL? A hundred percent. Now, do you think he's a franchise quarterback or he's, you know, like you said, gadget and can fit in different pockets and sometimes that's okay too. Well, see, that's, that's the question I, I've, I've had. I've debated it with my listeners on Locked On Cougars quite often, just sitting there saying, okay, can he be the guy? Because he had four season-ending injuries in college. Any mm. BYU fan listening to this knows how much uh, it, it sucked to see him get hurt four straight times in a BYU uniform. And it's kind of crazy to see him doing what he's doing in the NFL at this point. So if Sean Payton believes that he can be a franchise quarterback, who am I to judge? But I still think the proof will be in the pudding at some point. A hundred percent. Now flipping to the current BYU quarterback, we talked about Zach Wilson last time he came on, but do you think his continued success is just, what do you make of it? Well, I think it's pretty remarkable, all things considered, because this is a young man who didn't have much of an offseason last year, underwent shoulder surgery and broke his thumb midway through the season last year, never was 100%. And what he's doing this year is, I think, what a lot of people expected to see from him when he joined the Cougars. It maybe is a year early what he's doing, but you can't deny the talent he's showing right now. A hundred percent. Now, Zach is a, zo- a junior, if I'm not mistaken. Will he stay for this year? Or do you think he'll come back for another? Oh, yeah. So uh, my, my personal opinion on it is he is as good as gone. I, I think in the current circumstance with the NFL draft, if there's one position in my mind that gets picked apart and if you stay, what, uh, stay for another year in college, it'll get picked apart. It's a quarterback. So, it's my opinion that Zach Wilson will leave for the NFL after this upcoming season. And I think it's probably a smart play on his part. Go while your stock is the absolute highest and get that money. A hundred percent. You also got to go while you're in the top conversation. We saw, I don't yeah. know if you saw the Ohio state game yesterday, but Justin Fields kind of had an off game. So throw your resume as much as you can out there, especially being from an independent school. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, I talk a lot about Notre Dame and the angst that I feel towards them being in the ACC this year on Locked on Tar Heels. But do you think BYU should have joined a conference? Are you talking for like this year or are you talking yeah. permanently? So I actually thought for a while it probably wouldn't have been a bad idea for them to do that, similar to what Notre Dame did in joining the ACC. Uh, I think what BYU has done this year, though, running up a 9-0 and record, sitting at number eight in the country, leads a lot of people to think, well, why would we have done that? Because we're doing everything we've hoped to do as an independent this year without a conference affiliation. So I think that my personal opinion when the season started was, yeah, they maybe should have explored that a little heavier, but right now sitting at 9-0, and there's no reason to think that they haven't accomplished everything they might have accomplished inside of a conference. Absolutely. But when I look at their record, they have been blowing out their competition for the most part, right? Now, do you think that'll hurt their chances in the long run when you talk about the college football playoff conversation and in the future, if they'll need to join a conference? 
That's a good question. In terms of the near term, I've never really thought that BYU was going to really be in the college football playoff mix. I thought that the New Year's Six should have been their goal all along, and it looks like right now they're very much in that conversation right there. If it comes to where they are in the mix for the college football playoff, the more the merrier. That's like, I guess you call that gravy on top of everything else. But I think long term, BYU will pursue a membership in a Power 5 conference. I I know that for a fact. They would be happy to be a member of the Pac-12, the Big 12, essentially any Power 5 conference that would have them. They'd be more than happy to join that conference. As it stands right now, though, no offer has come, and they have no interest in going back to the likes of the Mountain West Conference currently, Mm -hmm. based on everything I have heard. So it's an interesting conversation of, okay, how much do you have to push versus pull and beg and plead to get in? Or do you just stick it out and hope that, you know what, if we keep winning, eventually somebody will say, yeah, you know what, come on in. Absolutely. Well, I, I just always wonder what it is about independent schools that really enjoy kind of the independent aspect of it, but don't want to be a part of like, you know, the big power five conversation, because it seems as if you have to have amazing seasons to be a part of those conversations. And, and that's the thing. You do have to have that quote unquote special season to be part of the mix. There's no doubt about that. BYU, uh, Notre Dame, you look at these programs, they have a large religious affiliation and fans mm-hmm. all over the country and all over the world that makes their circumstances stance a little different i do think that some of the bigger power five teams let's say a usc a texas and oklahoma they could go independent and succeed in my mind i understand why they don't i I completely get it but i'm of the opinion that those bigger schools could do what a byu and notre dame is doing but you're you are right if you want to be part of the conversation of the nation's elite if you're in the case of byu yeah you have to be undefeated because you're not going to go six and two or seven and three and be like well, you know what? They're still in the mix for the New Year's Six here. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's so tough. And at the end of the day, I mean, a good team is a good team. And, you know, when you talk about recruiting and guys trying to come to BYU, a season like this surely has had those recruiting conversations hyped right now, right? Yeah, they, they are, they're swinging for the fences right now in recruiting. They, they really believe that they can capitalize on this as they should. They're going to go out and pursue every big target they think they can reasonably expect to sign. If it ultimately comes that they get those recruits, only time will tell, but they are going to do everything within their power to capitalize on the success they're having. No doubt, Jake. I appreciate your time. Can you please remind folks again of where they can find you and follow the Locked on Cougars podcast? Yeah, you can follow Locked on Cougars on your favorite podcast provider of choice. They're all across all of them, just like Locked on College Football. You also can follow the show on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search out Locked on Cougars, or you can follow my own Twitter feed, my personal Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch. Thank you so much again, Jake. And I look forward to talking to you, lot, talking to you down the line. There's so much craziness that could still happen. Got a couple games left, so you never know. Let's hope. Let's see what happens. <laughs> but hopefully we'll be back on again soon, okay? All right. Thank you. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Coming up tomorrow and later on in the week for Locked On College Football, you will hear some of your hottest 
takes from your local insiders, giving you their scoops. So you've got to make sure you tune in for up to 30 minutes every day from the Locked On Podcast Network group. They are the best of the best. Absolutely. Now I'll bring to you Tyler Aki, who is host of Locked On Syracuse. Again, he is talking to me about his team. I know Syracuse football is not the hottest, but hey, he's got some great insight on Syracuse one. Coach Babers, too. More importantly, the the whole scheme of the ACC. What does the conference look like? Are they competitive? Can we just rest our laurels on Clemson and Notre Dame always? Or will the conference eventually get better and be as competitive as we think we are? Find out all of that from Tyler here next. Now for the final interview of the day, Locked on Syracuse host Tyler Aki here to join me and talk about, you know, Syracuse football, which I know a lot of y'all are surprised, but hey, why not get in here and get all of these Locked on College football hosts a go? Thanks so much for joining me today, Tyler. How are you? I'm great. You know, I, I was surprised that uh, <laughs> you, you reached out to, to get a Syracuse perspective on this show. It's It hasn't been a great season and it doesn't look like it's going to get much better the next couple of years for Syracuse, but Hey, I mean, changes can come. You never know when you see these blip seasons like we saw with this team two years ago now when they went 10 and three. Absolutely. And, you know, I would say that some teams have been thriving off of this year, 2020, where they're just, you know, get adversity in front of them and they're handling it well. Other teams, it seems to be going, you know, the opposite way. And that's okay. But it seems to have been a tough year for Syracuse. If you could pinpoint a few reasons as to why that is, what do you think those are? Well, it kind of started with the whole COVID situation. A number of things happened with a couple opt-outs. Both of their starting running backs opted out before the season to go to the NFL draft, which struck a lot of people. It struck a a bad chord with a lot of people because neither of them were seen in the eyes of NFL quality backs, yet they were going to opt out supposedly to go to the NFL. Now, one of them, I think, has Jarvion Howard, it seems like that might not be the case anymore. But so it started there. Then, of course, the offensive line has not shown up this year. They were expected to take a bigger leap. Once they got some continuity last year, they were actually a solid unit. Their their numbers in terms of sacks allowed were very, very good towards the end of the year last year. And then they just haven't had that. They've had some injuries on the offensive line. Some guys are starting to finally get back out there now, like Dakota Davis. And then the the cherry on top here is the fact that the quarterback play, first of all, your starting quarterback goes down for the year against Duke. So what is that, four or five games into the season? And then the backups just haven't performed to the capabilities that we've seen a quarterback perform in the Syracuse offense under Dino Babers. So Rex Culpepper has had a lot of accuracy issues. And then Jacobian Morgan, the guy who, after Rex got hurt for a little bit, he came into play. And it's it just hasn't been there with him. I mean, I think he's got a better command and he's got – He's just more of a quarterback than Rex is, but it's just been the quarterback struggles, I think, is the overarching theme. And I think that kind of summarizes why this team is one and eight now. It's, I had to pinpoint three or four different things that you can pinpoint as the biggest reason why this team has struggled this year. Absolutely. Now, do you give Coach Babers another year to revive this team or is his seat getting a little bit warm? The seat's definitely warm, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of fans are frustrated, myself included, and as well as my co-host, Tim Leonard, we are both in the camp that it's not going to happen. He's not going to get fired. They're, they're going to, whatever happens, pandemic and, and cost-cutting measures is going to be claimed as probably internally the big reason why they do retain Coach Babers. But 
a reason for optimism, I guess, is that his best recruiting class since he's been at Syracuse is inbound in, in the class of 2021, including a quarterback in Justin Lampson, who by all accounts, people are fingers crossed are hoping this guy can be like Eric Dungy was from a couple of years ago with Syracuse. So they have a lot of the same tendencies, dual threat guys, both West Coast guys that Syracuse is taking a chance on. So that's kind of the the reason for optimism. And I think, though, the seat is definitely warm. And there are no concrete facts of what Dino Baber's buyout is, but Mm -hmm. the conservative estimates are not something that this athletic department probably wants to pay on top of that. So yes, Dino Babers will be back next season, barring something crazy. It'd have to take something off the football field to happen for Dino Babers to not be back next year. Right. And it seems though like a a winning season and a Clemson win means nothing now as you sit one and eight and last in the ACC. How quickly do people forget those big wins and the progress that he seemed to be making? Well, it depends who you ask. There are some Syracuse diehards and a number of them <laughs> that listen to to our show who are still all in on, on the Babers train and, and think that, okay, well, injuries and then the year before that quarterback transition. But this team was 10-3 and three two years ago, and then the next season felt like it was destined for the Orange Bowl because of the fact that you were supposed to be getting an upgrade at quarterback when Tommy DeVito came in. And ultimately, it's been a monster, monster downgrade ever since DeVito and, and all the other names that I've rattled off have gone under center for this team. And, and the offense just hasn't moved. It hasn't clicked like it has. And part of it is the offensive line. And, and part of it is just the fact that I don't know if the guys felt like they were big men on campus after a 10 and three season or what, but <laughs> it's just been, you've, you've seen a lot of frustrations. Boy, I know Taj Harris was caught on camera after or during one of the, I believe it was the Liberty game flipping the bird. To the camera mm. and, and it's just the little things like that the little culture things that you would have expected would have been shored up by now just have not happened absolutely now Syracuse you know I said currently sits in last but can you talk about the conference as a whole do you think it's been strong overall or have you not been really impressed I think it's been solid obviously Clemson and adding Notre Dame of course for this one season alone it, it it's going to help bolster the the overall outlook of the conference. I mean, for once, it feels like we're going to have a competitive ACC championship game this year. It feels like Clemson has been the shoe-in to get there and then the shoe-in to win, and they, they haven't given anyone any reason to doubt otherwise. So this year is definitely going to be interesting. And I think just having that two-headed monster at the top of Notre Dame and Clemson has certainly helped the overall outlook. But even some of the other teams within the conference, I mean, we've seen Virginia have blips up and down we've seen Miami have some moments this season so I think overall the conference isn't great but at the end of the day when you have Clemson you can always kind of hang your hat on that because the ACC is always going to be looked at as a team that is going to probably get into the playoff year after year and you know I you say that hang their hat on Clemson which is ironically like wild to me why they would want Clemson to play against FSU when everything went down this past weekend what do you make of a 9 a.m cancellation like let's imagine Syracuse and Carolina were playing and 9 a.m get a positive test would you have wanted Syracuse to play that game I would not have I think that we're at a point where we don't know as much as we think we do Mm-hmm. And I mean, we haven't seen these these 9 a.m. cancellations like that. I mean, we're kind of at the stage where we don't know what we don't know 
And I would not have wanted to see Syracuse play that game. And it's funny you say that because I believe it was the opener this year. The game started late. The Syracuse was supposed to kick off. It was supposed to be a noon Eastern kickoff. And they didn't end up kicking off until about 1230 or 1220, if I remember correctly, because they were still awaiting some of their tests. And that's one of the things that's always struck me as odd is how are you traveling when you don't know the results of all your tests? Mm-hmm. That, that's the one thing that I've always been caught off guard. Like, how is Clemson getting to Tallahassee and not knowing the fact that not knowing the results of all 100 or so players that are on their roster? That's yeah. the thing that's always kind of struck me as odd. And, and we've seen it. We saw it with Syracuse. And luckily for, for them, the, the test came back negative. But it's just the little things like that that make me say, well, why are why are we even trying to play the game if we don't know the test result of every single player out there? A hundred percent. Now, as Syracuse fans, you know, gear up for basketball season, do they have a point with which, because this is happens on Lock on Tar Heels, Carolina fans all the time. As soon as we lose one game, we go straight to basketball <laughs> season. We're like, you know what? We're a basketball school. It is what it is. Do, are Syracuse fans like that as well when they immediately has a you know bad range on the football field? They're already ready for basketball. Yeah, it, it was like that after week one. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you, Candace. It, it was like that after week one because, I mean, even though Syracuse played a, a close-ish game with UNC and a close-ish game with Pitt out of the gate, it just offensively, th- this is a team that's been so good offensively the, ever since Dino Babers got to Syracuse, and it hasn't had that pop. And we know in today's day and age of whether it's high school, college, pro, Offense is what attracts the eyes now. And that just was one of the things that was really cool and unique for Syracuse when they brought in Dino Babers. And since then, the offense hasn't been there. So, yes, the it, it's become very, very basketball-focused now. I think a lot of the, the fan base is ready, especially because this Syracuse team is one that might be able to surprise some people on, on the basketball floor this year. So, Yes, it is a very, very short leash for this football program to get things going. What I like to look at it as is, can the basketball or can the football team hold us over till basketball season? <laughs> now that holdover was a much longer period this year than, yeah. than we're used to in years past. Right. So uh, they did not accomplish their job this year. And I guess we can just hope for the best for next year. <laughs> I totally get it. But if as I leave you and you wrap up here, people obviously know Syracuse football is not the greatest, but why should they come back every single day to, to listen to Locked on Syracuse? Well, we've got some fantastic interviews lined up this week. We're actually going to talk to one of Syracuse basketball's legends, John Wallace, who also, for those that are, are sports movie inclined as well, he's, he had a part in He Got Game too. So he shared some stories about uh, his time on the set with Spike Lee, Denzel Washington, and all that stuff. So we've got interviews like that lined up for you. And then just the basketball stuff. The, the Syracuse team is going to be a fun one to to track this year. So if, if you've you've checked out of college football season or maybe your team's on a bye week and you want some Syracuse basketball or just some college basketball content, uh, Lockdown Syracuse is for you um, because we're going to have a lot of that for the upcoming weeks. And then we're also going to, of course, we talk with a bunch of the recruits that are on both the basketball and football side. So if you're into the recruiting stuff as well, we, we love covering that stuff for all the fans. Perfect. Well, Tyler, I appreciate your time. Can you remind folks of where they can follow you and all of your work on socials? Yeah, you can find the show at LO underscore Syracuse on Twitter. And you can find myself at Tyler Aki underscore 
that's Tyler A-K-I underscore on Twitter. So, and then you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all that stuff. And and we hope some of you will join us for, for a couple of Syracuse episodes because the, the basketball season is going to be a lot of fun for this team. Absolutely. Well, Tyler, I look to, to talk to you down the line, especially locked on Tar Heels. Though. We got a couple of ACC games to talk yeah. about. So cross over what, episodes. Syracuse yeah. <laughs> and UNC have two basketball games. I think they're doubling up this year, if I remember yeah. correctly. Absolutely. So, so we'll have some crossover episode action going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Happy Thanksgiving. You as well, Candace. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, as you know, I am on this new fitness journey since retiring from swimming. I have been looking for great treats to stay fit but keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Head to BuiltBar.com now and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. We appreciate Jake and Tyler for coming on today's show. More importantly, we appreciate you guys for listening to today's show. I hope you got something good out of it and make sure you tune into Locked on Cougars and Locked on Syracuse podcast every single day, as well as your other Locked on Podcast Network hosts. It's a fine time for college football. Again, we're wrapping things up. We're nearing towards the end of the season for some. We're getting right into the thick of it for others. But again, it'll all be love and fun times. So make sure you're tuning in and I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. As I don't hear from you, Locked on Tar Heels. Make sure you hit me up at Candace D. Cooper on Twitter. Happy Monday. You are Locked on College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.